0: Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where we ask children quick, fun, and thought-provoking questions to develop their creativity, critical thinking, and many other key skills in just a few minutes every day. Hi, my name's Kevin, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. As a parent, I was always wondering if I was doing enough with my children. So I started writing questions for them that were quick and fun to talk about, but also built key 21st century skills I knew they would need. When I shared the questions with other parents, they loved how it launched more meaningful conversations at home and the Kid Coach app was born. Turns out that this approach is perfect for parents of 6 to 12-year-olds who want to be more hands-on in their children's development and for those seeking conversations to get their kids talking and thinking but who only have five minutes a day to do so. So if that's you, then stay tuned because you're about to hear exactly how it works. In these episodes, my team and I will be asking lots of different children questions straight from the KidCoach app, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation.
1: This week, we spoke with Amaya, age 11, about teamwork and if teammates should always be friends. From a team on the hockey pitch to a team in a busy office, Amaya had some strong faith in the power of friendship, so have a listen. So, Amaya, my question for you now is, do teammates need to be friends?
2: I would say not necessarily. It does help if they are friends. But if they're on the same team, they all have the same goal, which is beating the other team. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they would work together even if sometimes you don't get pastures often because you're not friends with that person, they're still your teammate. So you're almost forced to work with them, even if you don't want to. Because like, if it was a sport like hockey, let's say, you're on the same level of hockey. You have the same amount of experience, probably. And um, you know how to play. So... You just need to, I think the true thing of being a teammate, you need to be able to collaborate with the other people, even if you don't like them a lot. Because I know sometimes, like, it hasn't happened to me, but in other teams in my school, there have been small arguments within them. Uh, So you need to be able to, A, not be the cause of them, and B, even if it does happen, you need to be able to help to resolve them, because otherwise the team probably won't play their best, and you won't win. And then it will all, then they'll say it was your fault because you made us bad, and all of that kind of. Stuff.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good opening, a good opening salvo of ideas there. Okay, so uh, let's let's start off with asking. Uh, Working together, as you said, like on a team where you play hockey. Yeah. Really important. Really important that you work mm-hmm. together and make sure you're a good unit. Do you need to be friends to do this? Or does it help if you're friends doing this? Is it is it necessary?
2: It does help a lot because you almost know exactly how um, the other players work and what they're struggling with. And I think if you're not your if they're not friends, it's not as easy for them to say I'm struggling with this without feeling like they've embarrassed themselves and um, things like that. I think also if, you, if you're not friends, you still work together. Um, but not as effectively. Even though I said before you don't have to be friends You don't exactly have to because, again, you do have the same goal and you would try and play to your best unless you had your best friend on the other team and you really, well, unless you weren't feeling good or you had a really good friend on the other team and you know that they've been feeling upset and they want to win. Something like that. I think it does really help if you are friends because Mm -hmm. you can always entrust with the, like, you can almost bond over this sport or whatever thing that you really like Mm -hmm. and you can play to your best because you feel happy that you're surrounded by your friends and you know that there's always an equal chance that they'll pass to you or that you'll play well and you won't do anything drastic.
1: I, I heard some two really interesting ideas there that I'd love to ask you more about. The first one was leaning on people and being more likely to ask for help. You said if your friends are more likely to be able to entrust someone to help you, like you'd be more comfortable saying that you're struggling. Can, can you elaborate on that? Have you ever had an experience where you've found someone that, you know, maybe wouldn't ask for help if they weren't friends or a time when a friend has come to you and said, I'm struggling, and you've been able to help them better than if they were a stranger.
2: So I think, yeah, it, it can be like that. I know that there are a few people on who who are a bit shy, and um, I know that there's somebody who has a lot who has a lot of friends, but. They're like in completely different things to her. So she can't feel like she, um she can really talk to these people a lot. Mm. Um, I think, uh, especially if you have like a quiet personality, it's a lot harder for you to be like comfortable around strangers than with your friends. Because even with your friends, it could be hard. Mm so with with me um I know that I have asked I have told people that I'm struggling in Nepal, like my team but that does help a lot because I do have friends on that team so I can say okay I'm terrible at this position please do not make me a shooter or something like that
1: that does sound like it's really important, especially if you have someone who has a more quiet or nervous personality, mm. being able to talk to someone like your friend, that would be yeah. really useful, especially filling in the gaps in something where there's weakness potentially.
2: And also the captain of my team, she's like one of my really good friends.
1: Mm. She's
2: really nice. so It really helps because she's the one who makes all like the big decisions in the team and stuff like that.
1: So it, it sounds very obvious that Teamwork is really useful, especially in sports. Being friends with your teammates, really useful. Mm -hmm. Let's think about uh, teams in other locations. So if you're in, say, an office job and you're all all a big part of a team working together to sell something, what if, if you're all friends, someone is messing up a lot, they're just really bad and you've tried to help them but they just can't do it? Is being mm. friends more difficult there? For example, if you had to tell them off, would you be able to tell off your friend properly?
2: It is it is very difficult because um, let's say something happened, like you're kind of their boss almost, but you're really good friends and it doesn't feel like their boss. Mm. Suddenly your boss says, sorry, they have to go. You're going to have to fire them. Why? And then you're suddenly why do I have to do that? I wasn't really part of this decision. It's more like mm-hmm. your choice. I'm sorry, but you're their boss, so you have to do it. So suddenly everything goes flat. Like you don't even, you don't feel like you can do it. You don't want to break your friendship. So you go up to them, you say, hi, I'm really sorry, but so-and-so decided this and we think, even though you've done really well, it's not your forte. You have to say it in a kind of way that doesn't make them feel like they're bad, but like the job they're doing isn't right for them.
1: Mm. That sounds really tough to do, though, to to tell Ah, off or even fire your friend.
2: But if you're not their friend and you really don't like them, you can be really mean about it. You can be like, Hi, you're fired. Ha 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 ha
1: ha. <laughs> it sounds like you've been watching The Apprentice. You're fired.
2: <laughs> I never watched The Apprentice.
1: It sounds like you would make quite a good uh, a good CEO there with your kind of actually like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> in in these kind of big companies where you have to do things like hiring and firing, especially with grown-ups, not everyone can be friends. You know, Everyone's very busy working and planning along. So you've got an office building where some people are friends and some people aren't. They don't know each other. Is, is that okay? Would it be better if they spent time being friends and took time out of doing other things to maybe build their friendships? Or is it more important to get the work done?
2: So depending on what you have to do, like let's say some you work for like you have a job, like you're working for Disney Channel or something like that.
1: Good choice. And
2: you have these kind of things you need to broadcast. One of you is a presenter or something, or like. Yeah, so actually, a better example one of you works for CBBC and one of you works for BBC News, mm-hmm. and you work very near each other but your jobs are very different. One of you is a presenter on, C- on CBBC and the other one writes, um, and the other one does filming the BBC News. So I think you can still be friends, of course, and it is important that you take time to know each other and bond and learn about different experiences. But it can be really hard, actually, because it seems like you have a lot in common because common, you both work for the BBC. But I think it's it could be very difficult. And you could say something like, yeah, I prefer presenting. I think it's a lot better. And without knowing, you could hurt the other person and make them feel like they're not as good mm-hmm. as you. Because let's say you think your job's more important. Like, let's say you think filming's more important and you go up and say, yeah, I think the filmers are doing all the hard work. The presenters are just there reading something off a piece of paper and you're just like, I'm a presenter.
1: Uh
2: Oh.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) It's it's difficult to balance work and friendships a lot of the time, especially when
2: there's
1: a lot of high pressure. There can be hiring and firing. There can be a lot of these Mm -hmm. things that go on. So... In office building, that can be really complicated to decide if friendship is really important. And I don't, mm-hmm. don't think there's going to be a proper answer to how much friends you should be in an office. But I think it's pretty clear so far from what you said in terms of a sports team, that friendship is always more important. Yeah. But then I want to ask you one big question about sports. So you said you play netball. If, mm-hmm. say... Someone comes up to you and says, you were amazing... What position do you play, by the way?
2: Uh,
1: uh, I remember netball I, vaguely. Uh,
2: so I play normally wing attack.
1: Okay. So if, if someone comes up to you who is watching a game and they would say, hi, I'm from Super Sport Entertainment... I saw your work as right wing attacker and I think you would make a great fit for a team that I want to put together to challenge this big competition and you get to pick who's on your team. Would you just choose your friends or would you choose a mixture of your friends and other people who might be better than them?
2: Okay, so I'm in one of the lower teams. So if I could pick from any of the teams, Mm -hmm. I would definitely take somebody from my team, the captain, because she's an awesome goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. I think I would also take shooters. I would take shooters, like I would first have a session where I would see everybody, how they play, because then even if there's something really good in a lower team, that's way better than somebody in a higher team, I'd definitely pick them because they have more talent and, like, more, well, not talent, but, like, well, they perform better, Mm -hmm. almost. I think if you're doing this competition, you do want to pick the best players, but you do also want one or two of your friends there because otherwise, like, you can't really get along. Well, you can get along, but if it has friends, it does help a lot. And you don't want to hurt people in the process, like uh especially your friends, mm. because they'll be like, why didn't you pick me? I just and you can't say, Oh, because they were a lot better than you, because that just really mean. They I think if I could do that, I would say actually, I don't want to pick. I will be on the team, but I'll choose, but can you choose somebody else to pick for me? Okay. That almost like, not in a mean way, but but give them the problem. Mm. But I, I would also tell them to pick somebody who gets along with everybody so that nobody would really feel hurt mm. because they would be like, I'm really sorry, all of that. They could be really nice. Not that I'm saying I'm mean because I don't want you to think I'm mean. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mean I just think no. some other people could do a better job at saying sorry like so and so is a bit did um differently to you and even though you're really good there are lots of opportunities for you and things like that mm. because
1: you don't sound mean you sound like you think that friendship's really important to you and I think that's a very admirable trait you should always make sure that you should keep your friends close and treat them right. That's that's really important in life. So that does not sound mean to me at all. <laughs> but there is the issue of trying to win this match. So if you win this match, you get you know million pounds. Just crazy like that. In terms of building this team, mm-hmm. you've got yourself and you've got your other collection of players. How many of them six, let's put it this way. If your friends are, say, they're getting Bs in netball, they, they get a B in netball, how many people mm-hmm. that you don't know that aren't your friends but who are getting, you know, A-plus in netball would you want to add to your team? How much more important is that add... skill than friendship?
2: This is very difficult.
1: It's I a think tough one, in
2: terms of winning you really want to win of course but you still want to keep your friendships so if one of your friends is like an a plus person that is very helpful mm. you can add them but if none of them are like a plus people and they're like b's like b people like they've got b's not that that's a bad thing but like if they got um a b grade and they're people who are generally better than them at netball. I would go majority the people who are better, but I would like to make it fair and not just base it on their grades. Because that person, because we have these tests at school almost. Well, not tests. Like the teachers, um, sometimes look at other teams. It seems um a bit like more often. Mm. Even though they don't mean to, it just happens because of their rota. They have a kind yeah. of rota. So I think it can be um, easy just picking the people who have gotten good grades, but they, have pro- they might have gotten more attention or they could have gotten more help. And there could be people who are still good, not as good, but they haven't gotten any help. Mm. So with some more help, it could be even better than
1: okay. this player. So it's not always, you can always improve people with the right methods. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then to finally cap off this question, mm-hmm. you are once again in the position where you have to pick a team. You don't have to say to anyone, you just tell the coach and they'll make your team. And to compete for this big prize, would you rather pick a team of super powerful mega netball people that you know you can probably win with or would you rather pick a team of your friends who you have a really good connection with who you can trust each other with to try and win maybe lose but you can try and win which would you choose
2: i i think the friends because if we do trust each other that much it should be a bit easier for us to say to each other you weren't so good at that let's try and put you in a different position I can, we can, like, train you to do this or something. Like, we, like we can help you. Mm. I think it's a lot easier to say that to friends than to people you don't really know that well because you don't know how they would feel towards stuff like that.
0: So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or ten minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment. During the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach App to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Kevin. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, consider taking a minute to leave us a review. We want to help to inspire as many parents as possible to have these kind of meaningful chats with their kids, and it would mean the world to us if you could give us some feedback. If you could give us a thumbs up or a comment wherever you normally find your podcasts, it'll help us reach more people and improve the show going forward. Thank you for listening.